Pastor Michael E. Tom. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tom, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eton, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem, or through our Women of Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the Jesus to with me. Amen. And praise the Lord. We want to thank you for coming to the household of the Lord on a cold, rainy, sleety night. <laughs> and we're going to pray that as a result of you being here today, that God will warm your hearts and in your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. And we thank you for coming out on on such a night. And uh, we're going to go ahead and try to get into the word. Amen. Amen. And before we do, I want you to remember to pray for Deacon Watts and particularly for his mother who's in the hospital there in Sofa. Um, and it's not looking too good. So we want you to pray for her and him um, at the end of the service. Amen. 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 We always want to talk about the vision that we have for the church. And we always start with an image, uh, which is the direction to which God wants us to go. And uh, we painted it on the parking lot. And we pray that we're painting it in your hearts and in your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Uh, we've been talking about this year, Bethlehem, getting it right in 2012 as we stand on 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 17, where God says that he's going to get it right at the house of the Lord first, amen? And we're spending this whole year wanting to get it right, and we've been sharing throughout this time, Matthew 18, 15 through 18. It shows you how to get it right with your brothers or your sisters. And we want to encourage you to don't give the devil any room, but to get it right with one another. Amen. We've been talking about all month getting it right in marriage or to get it right in your sexuality. And we've been standing on all month, uh, Mark chapter 10, verses 6 through 9 which it talks about, but at the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be united to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Uh, So they are no longer two, but one. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. What God has joined together, let no man separate. And we've been dealing in this series all month long. But today we're going to talk about getting it right in members. Getting it right in members. We're going to be looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 12 through 20. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 12 through 20. And we want you to read this out loud together at the same time. It's in your handouts as well as on the screen here. Uh, Let's read this out loud together on three. One, two... Three. I have the right to do anything. You say, but not everything is beneficial. 
sexual immorality. But for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. By his power, God raised the Lord from the dead, and he will raise us also. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? Shall I then take the members of Christ and unite them with the prostitute? Never. Do you not know that he who unites himself with the prostitute is one with her in body? For it is said, the two shall become one flesh. But whoever is united with the Lord is one with him in spirit. Flee from sexual immorality. Other sins a person commits are inside the body. But whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. Amen. Praise the Lord. Tonight, once again, we're going to be talking about getting it right in members, getting it right in members. And we're going to talk about tonight the benefits of the members. We're going to talk about the body of the members. And we're going to talk about the broad of the members. The benefit of the members, the body of the members, and the broad of the members. We want Christians to know tonight that Christians should honor God with their bodies with sexual purity. Christians should honor God with their bodies with sexual purity. There's a conference that's called TED, the TED Conference. And if you're not familiar with it, it's because, uh, number one, in order to go to this conference, you have to be invited. And number two, if you decide to go after you're invited, it's a $6,000 fee to become a part of this conference, but this conference is, is TED. It stands for Technology, Entertainment, and Design. And it's a conference where some of the world's greatest thinkers go to be inspired by new ideas, by new ideas. And this conference uh, has a thousand invited attendees and they listen over a four-day period to 50 of the world's most innovative and influential leaders. And also at this conference, they, they give what is called the, the TED Prize, the TED Prize. And, and the TED Prize is if you uh, go and you win the TED Prize, now it started out as a $100,000 prize. Now it's at a million dollars. Set a million dollars. And if you have a great idea, you get to give it to some of these great leaders. The, the creator of Google, I think, is there. And Vice President Al Gore had, had been a part of that. And many great, great uh, thinkers. And, and if you win, you, you, you not only will win that million-dollar prize, but you, 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 you are able to make a wish before the group. And, and this is not just any group. This is actually a group that could help you fulfill your wish, to help you fulfill your wish. And I couldn't help but to think that if I had an opportunity to come before these TED people and to fulfill a wish before all of these great thinkers, uh, my wish would be to save our families, to save our families, because in many parts of our communities, even though uh, we make up 13% of the population, 60% are in prison. I read a statistic today that... Uh, uh, that 72% of the women in our, in our communities are not married. I heard another statistic uh, by one of the great magazines or papers of our time that says that of our communities, that 70% of our households don't have a man in it. Don't have a man in it. And it seems like that our families are being utterly destroyed. Utterly destroyed. Dr. James Dobson wrote an op-ed in, I believe it was the New York Times today, where he's trying to encourage Americans 
to get married and to have children because for the first time in American history, there are folk, there are more people older than there are younger. And his concern is that, uh, is that the baby boomers, as they get older, there's nobody to come and to take their place. Families are really at the very foundation of our communities and our worlds, and we don't realize this. And I thought that if, if I was able to do that, really, uh, I would wonder what would ideas come for them to, to, to help our communities to, to want to uh, do what they used to say we want to do, fall in love, get married, and have a baby. And some of you can remember in this community, you have 10, 11, 12 babies. <laughs> But I was thinking that if I went before this great innovative group, what would they do? They probably would come up with campaigns uh, uh, talking about the, uh, the advantages of being married, the advantages of having children, the advantages of, uh, of a two-parent home, and they would air it on all the networks and put it in all the papers because they uh, and put it in movies uh, about having, falling in love, getting married, and having a baby, having babies uh, to, to, to to save the world through influencing people to have families. I, I wish I could do that, but I, I began to think that if we would only do as the word says do, we wouldn't have to have wishes. Hello, somebody. Wouldn't have to make a, a wish before this TED uh, conference. Uh, wouldn't have to do that if we could only get the, the people of God to live the way God has called us to live. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. neighbor. Oh, neighbor. Oh, we don't need no wishes. Just live the word of God. <laughs> Just live the word of God. And we're going to look in the text today of a, a group of people who have who've come from a, a society in a time that is it's probably as, as wicked as our society in time is. And we see that in this text today that, 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 that the writer is addressing a, a, a cultural thing and a cultural thing in, in, in the city of Corinth. They literally had, um, it, they literally could go to church in the name of religion and sleep with prostitutes. Hello, somebody. They, they were able to worship at this place called the, uh, to this goddess of Aphrodite, the goddess of love. And they, and they, and they would go there and they, would, and they called it worship, sleeping with prostitutes. And, and Paul, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul, hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Literally, literally. It seems utterly unthinkable hello somebody but in our culture and time in some areas the prostitution is legal hello somebody hello somebody uh, so it's not it's far-fetched but it's not that far-fetched we just don't have their religious tones to it but this is what they did so when Paul went there and folks started getting saved guess what folk who practiced this practice, got saved in Christianity and wanted to mix it up. Hello, somebody. And Paul had to write them and to let them know that, hey, Christianity don't mix with the culture. Christianity is supposed to be above the culture. In other words, whatever the culture is doing, if the word of God says different, guess what we should do? We should obey the word. Word of God. Hello, somebody. And Paul had to write them and tell them that if you're going to live this Christian life, you've got to get it right in your members. For verse 15 and 1 Corinthians 6 says, do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? Hello, somebody talking about getting it right in members. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? And shall I then take uh, the members of Christ and, and unite with the prostitute? And, 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 and at the end of verse 15, it said, never. 
Do you not know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body? For it is said the two shall become one flesh. Hello, somebody. So he had to he had to address this thing right on point. This issue right on point. Hello, somebody. And then and this is where we get into his argument. And what they were arguing on that 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 day and time in verse 12 on the benefits of the members. In verse 12, they says, and this is what the people were saying. I have the right to do anything you say. But uh, but not everything is beneficial, Paul says. And, and, and that's what the mindset of the people were. It's like the mindset of, uh, of our day and time. People think they have the right to do anything, even if it's against the word of God. Hello, somebody. It's this me generation. It's, a, it's about me, myself, and I. I, I. I go to church, but I don't take church home with me. I, I go to church, and I hear that preacher talking all the time about sexual purity, but uh, that's about that. That's about back then. Those are old-fashioned morals. Uh, I can do anything. This is what the people in the Corinthian culture and society in that city thought. I have the right to do anything, you say, he says. But not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything. Oh, but I will not be mastered by anything. Sometimes the things we want the most destroy us the most. Freedom. Freedom, freedom, freedom. Now we live in a time where we have all the freedoms that we could ever dream of. All the freedom of, of, of some of our, that, that, that our grandmothers and, 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 and great, great grandmothers could only dream of. All, all of this freedom. And what has this freedom added to our culture and to our society? Uh, as, I, as I shared before, we only make up 13% of our culture, but 60% are in prison today. Hello, somebody. As I said before, 72% oh, uh, of the girls in our, com- in our community, uh, guess what, uh, are married outside uh, or having babies outside of wedlock. Hello, somebody. We have freedoms. We can do whatever we want. And, and as a result, we have suffered the consequences of what freedom does without morality. Hello, somebody. Ask your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. or neighbor, are you really free? This is what the Corinthians said in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23 through 24. It says, I have the right to do anything, you say, but, but, not, any, but, but not everything is beneficial. Paul was trying to tell him, you, you can do, you have freedoms, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. No one should seek their own good, but the good of others. We live in this culture and this society right now. I have the right to do anything. I'm I'm a grown man. I'm a grown woman. I can do anything. I I don't have to live off them old-fashioned values that grandmama and them had. They were the ones that wanted to fall in love, get married, and have a baby, and have all these children. I, I, I do what I want. Hello, somebody. Sometimes freedoms can kill you. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Well, we know in this text and in this culture, their freedoms killed them in their morale, uh, morality. Can you imagine? You think you're doing right. Going and having church with the temple prostitutes. <laughs> you, you thinking that there's nothing wrong with that. And Paul has to address with that. And you say, preacher, we're not like that. But there's some folk that, 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 that just think it's okay uh, to have sex outside of marriage in our culture and our time. There, there's some folk that think it's okay oh, that, uh, to live together without any commitment. You've heard me say all throughout this series, the only folk that want to get married today are those that are gay. Hello, somebody. Okay. 
and, and let me tell you why. I've never told you why they wanted to get married because they wanted the benefits of being marriage. They are one of the, the that culture. Uh, they probably have the most money in most than any any part of our culture. Hello, somebody. So they have enough sense that they want to come together so so that when that other person dies, their family can't come and take all the money. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. They have enough sense to know what the benefits of marriage is and want to do something unbiblical to get it. But where we have Christian folk, hello, somebody, who don't even know the benefits of being married, except the preacher always talking about you should get married. Hello, somebody. But there are benefits to being married. Hello, somebody. You ask that woman that lived with that man for 20 years and that man died and they never married and that family came and took her house, took everything. Hello, somebody. Because they were not married. Hello, somebody. She, she had the right, she had the freedom, but if she, look, she looks back and, and thinks that she gave her whole life away to a man, hello, somebody, and at the end of it all, she has nothing left. She had the right, she had the freedom. Hello, somebody. But sometimes freedom will cost you. Most of the times it will cost you, especially if you're disobeying the word of God. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Neighbor. Oh, neighbor. I know it's cold outside, but this word is hot in here. (laughs) Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. You, You have the right. You can do what you want. Hello, son. But you will suffer the consequences of doing what you want to do. So these were the benefits they, that they were talking about. And Paul had to uh, address them and let them know, wait a minute, hey, wait a minute. A Christian lives differently. A Christian doesn't live uh, in the culture. A Christian lifestyle is counterculture. In other words, if normally if everybody's doing it, it's probably a wrong thing to do. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And that's what the young folks say today. Well, everybody's living together. That ain't nothing. Everybody doing it, preacher. You just old-fashioned. Hello, somebody. No, 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 no. I'm not old-fashioned. I just go by, by the book. Hello, somebody. I'm married because the book told me to get married. Otherwise, I'd be like them other players out there. Hello, somebody. (laughs) And when I was single, I lived holy in my singleness because that's what the book said to do. Hello, somebody. The members of the body. It says, says, uh, now, now let me tell you something. Let me teach you something. You say food is for the stomach and the stomach for food. And God will destroy them both. The body, however, is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. He used this, uh, this, 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 this popular thing that they would say in culture, you know, food is for the stomach and the stomach is for food. But, 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 but Paul says God will destroy them both. He said, you think you know what your body is for? Your body wasn't meant for that. Hello, somebody. Your body, however, is not meant for sexual immorality. And that word immorality, again, in the King James, is fornication. And it means any sexual sins. Whether it is a man cheating on his wife, that's immorality. And this is why we're talking about sexual purity. Oh, because of folk who have the green light. Oh, they get outside of their lanes and they go the wrong way. Oh, and, and they do it all the time in our culture too. You know, they, they, they set up themselves. They have a wife, a trophy wife, and get them a side piece on the side. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, yeah, yeah, that trophy wife and, 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 and that person on the side. But, but God says that any kind of sexual immorality, whether it's a married man that's, or a woman that's cheating against her husband or wife, or whether it's a single person who's cheating with a married man, or two single people who are cheating on God with one another, whatever the sexual immorality is, rape uh, is not from the Lord, it's not for the Lord. Uh, oh, and it, can, it includes uh, oh, people who take advantage of kids, that sexual immorality. Oh, and that word also includes bestiality for some of them brothers out on the farm. Hello, somebody. 
it includes all of that. All of that. See, all of that. All of that. Sexual immorality. God said your body wasn't meant for that. And, and God was the one that formed you in your mother's womb. Your, your body wasn't meant for that. Even before your father and your mother ever thought of you, God, oh, created you and had all your days numbered. Your, your body was not meant to be misused and abused as a prostitute. Hello, somebody. Your body was not meant for that. Your body was not meant, oh, for you to be up on a pole somewhere. Your, your body was not meant. Hello, somebody, to be in that magazine you want to be in. Oh, your body's not meant for all of that. Hello, somebody. Your body was meant for the Lord. When you gave your life to Jesus Christ, you gave everything. Hello, somebody. And maybe you didn't realize it. Maybe you didn't know it. But the best way to describe who you are those who of us who've given our life to Jesus Christ is a word that we don't like to use but BET is doing a series right now and they're running the roots and it's talking about slavery and guess what the best way to describe who you are supposed to be before God is a slave hello somebody he owns all of you hello somebody hello somebody and as a result of that, he can tell you what you do with your body. Hello, somebody. He said, the body, however, is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And he goes on to tell him again, as I share First uh, Corinthians six fifteen. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Getting it right in your members. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? Shall I then take a member of Christ and unite them with the pookie in them? <laughs> he said, I don't go to a prostitute, but what about pookie in them? Hello, somebody. <laughs> What about that brother, hello somebody, that gave you a smile, hello somebody, or that sister that looks so good to you and wasn't your wife, hello somebody. Your, your body wasn't meant to go to prostitutes. There, there's some men in our culture still go to prostitutes, hello somebody. Never. Hello somebody. Never. God calls the Christian. To sexual purity in marriage. Encourage, once again, encourage the married folk that you need to come together as one because you don't have self-control. Hello, somebody. And chapter 7. Hello, somebody. And tells the single folk, if you got those urges, oh, it's better to marry than to burn. Hello, somebody. With passion. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And these are the two, uh, really the only way that God wants you to fulfill your sexual desires is in marriage. Hello, somebody. Or else you should sustain. Hello, somebody. Uh, on, on a magazine, they got that boy that's on The Bachelor. It, it says he's a, a virgin. He's a virgin, really a born-again virgin. And it's causing somewhat of a, a stir for some reason. But every Christian who's, who's not married and not a virgin, you need to become a born-again virgin. Hello, somebody. Because your body was not meant to be given away to people that are not giving themselves away to you. Hello, somebody. In a full lifetime commitment. Hello, somebody. A brother tell, tell you that he love you just to give what he want. Hello, somebody. Well, you say, and Beyonce had enough sense to say, if you like it, you better put a ring on it. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Hey, I'm not going to be used by you. You've got to commit to me for a lifetime. Hello, somebody. We got a culture and a group of people that are throwing themselves, their bodies away. And folk up in the church. Stuff like this is like a water off a duck back. They, uh, they, they ain't paying no attention to this. 
Move on to the next point, preacher. <laughs> Move on to the next point. Because I'm staying where I am. Hello, somebody. Uh, wait a minute. It's last point. You've been brought the brought of the members. The text says here. Flee once again from sexual immorality. And it tells you the unique difference between what you do when you do what you do against God. It says all other sins a person commits are outside of the body. Hello, somebody. But whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Sins against your own body. We live in a, a sick time where I, some folk can't even relate to me not hurting myself. That's what the Bible says. That you, you are hurting yourself when you do that. You're hurting yourself. You know, and most people have enough sense not to hurt themselves. And, and those people who don't have enough sense... To not hurt themselves are people who try to commit suicide. They don't have enough sense to not hurt themselves. Or people who cut. They, they cut on themselves. They don't, don't have enough sense to, to not hurt themselves. And there's some folk that's taking drugs and don't realize how, how bad that is destroying themselves. Or you, you're involved in, in something that's destroying you and you don't even realize you don't even know it it's all that other stuff that you do is what the bible says all the other sins a person commits are outside of the body but whoever sins sexually sins against your own body hello somebody hello somebody uh, uh, first uh, second corinthians says this and Paul kind of feels kind of how I feel in teaching and preaching on this. Uh, sometimes I just feel like I'm just like Chicken Little telling you the sky is falling. Nobody believe me. <laughs> but but with Chicken Little's case, the sky really wasn't falling. <laughs> but in this case, when you disobey the word of God, the sky is falling. You're destroying yourselves. But this is what Paul had to say in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, 21. He says, I'm afraid that, that when I came again, uh, my God would humble me before you and, and that I would grieve over many who have sinned earlier and have not repented of impurity. Sexual sin. And debauchery. And to which they have indulged. He says I, I wrote this first letter to you. And I, and I dealt with some issue. This issue we're dealing with here. Is going to temple prostitutes. Talking about they going to worship. Going to church. I like to say back then. You didn't get. You didn't have a problem with men going to church back then. <laughs> they were going to church on the front row. Want to be deacons in this church. Preachers in this church. Hello somebody. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Paul had to address that issue right main on point. He said, this is it. This is it. You, and he was afraid that the people wouldn't have enough sense to grieve over sin and impurity. We wouldn't have enough sense to repent over the impurity and the sexual sins and debauchery that they had indulged in. Hopefully there's somebody at the sound of my voice have some sense and realize that, that that word says in verse 18, flee sexual immorality. Usually in, in the Christian faith you hear about fighting, you know, 
He'll tell you to stand and to fight. Hold your ground. Don't give up. Oh, don't turn back. Oh, and we'll tell you about the spiritual warfare of, uh, of the spiritual armor, that the spiritual armor that deals with spiritual warfare is that all the armor is up front and, and you're not meant to retreat. That's because you're not meant to retreat. But Paul says here with this thing here, hello somebody, run. <laughs> with this thing here, run. Reminds me of, a, of one of my favorite movies. Uh, not saying that you should go out and look at it. Uh. <laughs> but it's the Matrix. It's the Matrix. And, and the Matrix had some, they had some bad boys and and. and, and I forgot what they called them. When they came on the scene, they told them to run. You can't handle these boys. You, you better run. You, you can't handle these boys. You got to run. Hello, but Neo was, was supposed to be the one, the one. And he was the only one that could, could face these kind of, 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 of guys that were coming for them. Hello, somebody. But Paul is saying in the text, that's Neo. That's no Neo when it comes to this. Hello, somebody. You, you better run, Forrest, run. Hello, somebody. <laughs> when it comes to sexual immorality, you better run. Hello, somebody. That, 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 that's some Christian folk that think that they can handle it. That's why you hear of so many folk that have fallen, even uh, godly, some godly and some not so godly men of God. Hello, somebody. Fall, who fell in this area, oh, because they're not running for it. Hello, somebody. She called on the phone and and she looked like Holly. Hello, somebody. <laughs> now, I'm not going to counsel Holly. Holly, you need to talk to Sister Eton. <laughs> Hello, somebody. I, I tell this story about at the church. I used to <laughs> say, I don't want to talk to you. No, anyway. <laughs> but I, I remember in, 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 in my first church where I really got my foundation, there was this woman. There was this woman and everybody knew her. Because on first Sunday or on Sunday, she would come down that aisle. She had a dress that showed everything that her mama gave her. <laughs> and she would walk down and sit on the second row uh, every Sunday. Everybody knew who she was. Hello, somebody. The deacon man thought he could counsel her. Hello, somebody. Because she had a need. She was in trouble. But that deacon ended up leaving his wife and his kids who worked at the church. Left them. Hello, somebody. Because he was, quote, unquote, counseling her. Hello, somebody. No, 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 no. You got to have some sense. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Number one, why are you trying to uh, uh, counsel her? Hello, somebody. The Bible tells us that, and as Titus 2 is about this, the older women teaching the younger women. What do you got to tell her? Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And they were so foolish, he left his wife and thought he was going to stay in the church. And she worked on staff. She worked at the church. Hello, somebody. The Bible says, no, no, no. But this, flee. From sexual immorality. Run from it. Hello, somebody. Don't play with it. A lot of Christians like, like to play with it. They ask the question, how far is too far? You've heard me say it 20,000 times. If you got to ask how far is too far, you've already gone too far. Hello, somebody. The Bible tells that you treat, oh, they told that preacher Timothy, he said, now you treat the older women like mothers. You treat the younger women like sisters. Hello, somebody. The older men like fathers. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And anybody with any good natural family relationships, you'll never cross that line. Hello, somebody. But I hear that some parts of the country that they do. Hello, somebody. Pedophiles do. Hello, somebody. But anybody with any real good sense don't cross that line. Hello, son. And the Bible says to flee from it. You can't handle it. You can't, you can't handle this. Flee. Hello, somebody. God's trying to help somebody. Flee from sexuality. 
You got to flee from it. Repent, Paul told him. Repent. If you fall, repent. The Bible goes as far as to say that even if a man look at a woman in an ungodly way, what is it? It's sin. Hello, somebody. Lust. Hello, somebody. If you lust after a woman in your heart, hello, somebody. That's how the purity that God is talking about. He's talking about not only the physical purity, but the mental purity. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And that's why a lot of folk can't get their breakthrough in the areas of their relationships is because they compromise. And they've been compromising for years. And they want God to work. They want God to move. Lord, send me a mate. But you got uh, the maintenance man that comes around once a month. Hello, somebody. Uh, twice a month. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. You, 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 you got that person you call. Hello, somebody. It's supposed to calling on the Lord. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Preacher say, well, you ain't never been like I am. You married. Yeah, I've been single. And you want me to tell you the key to sexual purity, especially if you're really burning with passion? And I, I've shared this with some of my preachers. I said, I, I use this illustration a lot of times. Many times you watch this show called Survivor. Survivor. And, and on Survivor, you have all these nice looking people on the island trying to survive. And most of the time, there's, there's no sexual stuff that's going on on this island. And you say, now, why is it that there's no sexual stuff going on? They're all young and they all have these good bodies and put them on TV. And, 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 and usually nature takes its course. The reason why they don't deal with that is because they're hungry. Hello, somebody. You say they're hungry. What does that mean? For the Christian. In this area, you have to fast and pray. Hello, somebody. I mean, really fast and pray. Especially when the urges get the urging. Hello, somebody. You need to cut off that, cut that food out. And you fast for a day or two. You ain't going to be thinking about it. You're going to be too hungry to be thinking about it. (laughs) And you pray to the Lord. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And two things you're praying. Lord, help me to live sexually pure right now. And Lord, send me a mate. Hello, somebody. Send me a mate. You know he can do it, don't you? He can do it. He can send you a mate. Hello, somebody. But you got to be living holy for him to do that. Hello, somebody. You got to be living holy. Because if you're living unholy, God ain't going to do nothing for you. Hello, somebody. You have a lifestyle of rebellion. God ain't hearing your prayers. I don't care how many times you come to church. How many times you have Wednesday night Bible study. Hello, somebody. God ain't crazy or foolish. You, You can fool us. And most of the time, because we're in such a small community, you can't even fool us. Your stuff is all out there on the street. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. You think you're getting away with it. It's known. Everybody know about it. Everybody know about how you're creeping over there with Sally Sue. Hello, somebody. Supposed to be married. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. But the Bible also says what's done in the dark. Hello, somebody. Even the most tricky of the trickies. Hello, somebody. Think they can get away with stuff. Okay, I'm not going to cheat with somebody here in Paul's Valley. I'm going to go over there to sofa. Hello, somebody. Your business out still in sofa. Hello, somebody. I'm going to go to Oklahoma City. I'm going to go to Dallas. <laughs> God, God, you can't, you can't outscape God. You can't, you can't. Hello, somebody. He's everywhere you are. Hello, somebody. I think that was a credit card. Say, they everywhere you are. God is everywhere you are. Hello, somebody. And you can't get nothing past him. Hello, somebody. Even if you think you're not doing anything, but you're just looking at something on the computer at midnight. God is there. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. So people of God. We've got to get it right in our members. 
got to get it right in our members. The Bible says, verse 18, flee from sexual immorality. Paul says that you can repent from it. Impurity. Sexual sins and debauchery. You can repent from all of that. You may not have had a good example of how relationships should be established or continue. But even if that's a bad image. Hello somebody. And here's a word to help motivate us. Just in case you don't want to do what the word says. Um, This is what Paul started out with. In the argument. Trying to get them to turn. From their wicked ways. He said, do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do you not uh, or do not be deceived? What? Neither the sexual what? He said, don't be deceived. And what does that mean to not inherit the kingdom of God? That means not going to heaven. Inherit the kingdom of God. In other words, this is is evidence. What you do with your sexuality is evidence of your salvation. Let me say that again. What you do with your sexuality is evidence of your salvation. Hello somebody. Paul said don't be deceived now. You, you, you sexual immoral. immoral. You, you cheating on your wife. You, you single and. Having sex outside of marriage. All that you doing. That you say what happens in Vegas. Stays in Vegas now honey. That's what the world says. God says I see it all. No matter where you are. That really amazes me to see how some Christians, they live holy in certain regions and then uh, live, live unholy in other regions. Have you ever been with them? You, they holy in the city, but take them on vacation. <laughs> they start to get their drink on. They start to... <laughs> see, wait a minute. He's <laughs> like, wait a minute. What you doing, man? <laughs> God is the same God. Hello, somebody. Just because you on vacation. Don't you know you can't take a vacation from God? Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Get around and think it's a Christian event, you know, a Christian brother getting married and the brother say, oh, let's let's give him a bachelor party. Okay, you go there thinking they're going to be reading scriptures. Uh-huh. <laughs> Vanity six jumped out of the cake. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. <laughs> That's not godly. That ain't what God want us to be involved in. I don't care if this is what what you say it's supposed to. This ain't godly. This ain't right. And if you're not living godly, if you're not living holy, you may need to check yourself to see if you're in the faith. Paul used to always give us that check. Check yourself to make sure you're in the faith. Did you really give your life to Jesus Christ? Because evidently your behavior is saying that you didn't. Because if you really gave your life to Jesus Christ, you'd realize that you've been at the end of this text. I believe in verse 20, it says that you were bought with a price. Hello, somebody. And that you've got to honor God with your body. Hello, somebody. You've been bought with a price. Salvation was not free. You may need to get that out of your head. They used to tell us that all the time. Salvation is free. No, salvation costs you everything, including your body. It costs you your body. It costs even the way you think in your mind. It costs everything. Hello, somebody. That's the God that, that I serve, and that's the God that I, that if you created the universe, don't you think Hello, somebody, that, 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 that you should have full devotion. Hello, somebody. 
full devotion. Like some of y'all in y'all house. Y'all, this is my house. What I say goes. <laughs> this is my house. It ain't your house. You just rent. <laughs> what I say goes. No, 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 no. I said, this is my world. What I say goes. Hello, somebody. Do not be deceived. If you got it wrong in this area, do not be deceived. And, 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 and get me, I'm talking about those who practice such things. You know the difference between struggling and practice? You know, I like to use football as an illustration. Um, the Cowboys or the Sooners or any team, they really practice more than they play in the game. Hello, somebody. And, and in their practice, they get better for when they get in the game. So one of the ways you want to know whether, whether or not you are holy or being saved is are you becoming a better sinner or a worse sinner? Hello, somebody. <laughs> you, ever heard of that? <laughs> you know, there's some folk that get better at being a sinner. Hello, somebody. They come up with schemes and stuff they want to do, you know, and then just get better at it. Are you a better sinner or are you a worse sinner? Hello, somebody. Somebody that struggles with it or not like somebody that practices it. Hello, somebody. See, you 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 trying to stop it. You struggling with you fall down and, and, and you repent and you turn around, fall down, repent, and you get it. But that person that practices, I mean, it's like everybody, everybody, ooh, all right. This music sex romance. <laughs> they, they just getting better at it. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. So for the Christian, that at least has to be a struggle. Hello, somebody. I tell you, Christians have two nature. That's why many of us are crazy. Because if, if you didn't feed the spirit, you're going to operate in the flesh. Hello, somebody. So we have two, two different natures. See, a sinner has only one nature. So they, they get better at being a sinner. They have one nature. That's, that's really what they're supposed to do. But a Christian has two natures. You've got to learn. To feed your spirit more than you feed your flesh. But those who, who practice this stuff, you know, folk practice it, not ashamed of it. We, we live in a culture where there is no sin and be no shame. You know, they putting all this stuff business out on Facebook. No shame. Hello, somebody. You're at the strip club and you're putting it on Facebook. Hello, somebody. <laughs> you should have enough sense not to want to put it out there if you were going to be there. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Do not be deceived, God says. Do not be deceived. If you're practicing this stuff, you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. To check yourself, as the young folk used to say, before you wreck yourself. So tonight, we talked about getting it right in our members. Whether the member is, the, is our bodies or the members is our mind. We, we need to get it right. This is the time and the place to get it right. And the only place that talks about getting it right, everybody else is saying you should do it. Hello, somebody. Yeah, that it's okay. You know. As long as she don't find out, it's okay. It's okay. No, it's not okay. This is the time where Christian folk began to struggle to get it right. Whether it's in this area of your sexuality or it may be another area. Sancti the sanctification process is just us getting it right. Holy Spirit illuminates an area, a part of our life, and wants us to get it right. And it's a whole lifetime of getting it right. We've been talking about sexuality tonight, but you may need to get it right in other areas, like your attitude. You, you may get, need to get it right because of your gossiping. You, 
you may need to get it right because you're living your life in debt. You, you need to get it right because you don't pay your tithes. You, you need to get it right because you're not faithful to the household of the Lord. Whatever it is, we're going to take this time. I'm going to start praying. All those that are able to get on their knees, I want you to get on your knees. I'm going to start us and want you to have a little talk with God. Talk with Jesus tonight. Shall we pray? Father, we come tonight, Lord, wanting to thank you, Lord, for your word, Father. And Ultimately, Father, we want to get it right, Father. Father God, we do come from a sin-sick society, Father. And our whole culture in this arena of sexuality is displayed all before us on every screen. The television screen, the computer screen, the iPads, the, the smartphones, Father. And many Christians, Father, struggle, Lord, in the areas of pornography. Struggle, Father, in the areas of sexual immorality, Father. Because our world is filled with it. And some were, were raised in it, Father. And they've seen their daddy cheat on their mother time and time again, Father. Father, and, they, and think that there's no other way, Father. And But Father God, you say that there is a lie, Father. It doesn't matter the kind of culture that we live in, that we were born in, that we grew up in, Father. You require holiness, Father. And you require holiness, Lord, within our bodies, Father, for we may not be doing anything sexual and morale, but we may be gluttons, Father. So, Father God, help us to get it right in the issue, Father, that you want us to, Father, as we continue to grow in you, as we continue to process in our faith, as we continue, Lord, to, uh, to become more like Christ, Father, on a daily basis, Father. We shouldn't be the same that we were last year. We should have grown by now, Father. And help us, Lord, to continue in our spiritual growth, Father. Help us, Lord, and show us, Lord, uh, uh, how to change our ways and what we need to change and what we need to do, Father. Show us, Lord, and help us, Father, to, oh, to be more like Christ uh, on a daily basis, Father. Help us, Lord, to feed our spirit on a daily basis more than we feed our flesh, Father. Help us, Lord, and that, and, and that starts by, Lord, maybe not looking at so much TV, but praying, Father. Cutting the TV off for an hour for a Bible study. Cutting, cutting the TV off. Uh, oh, Lord, or cutting the computer off. Or, or not looking at our smartphone for an hour and just uh, reading your word. Or uh, praying, Father, in Jesus' name, that we may be able to feed the Spirit on the inside of us, Lord. That we might be filled with the Spirit of God. That you might produce your holiness on the inside of us. Uh, and the purity of our thoughts and the purity of our bodies, Father. Help, Father, the singles, Lord, to live uh, holy unto the Lord, Father, and also, Father, enable them, Father, to, in your own time, Lord, to find a mate, Father, that you would have for them, someone that would help them, Father, to be holy and to live holy, Father, in Jesus' name, Father. Help, oh, the married couples, Father, because many singles think that married couples have it made, but many times, Lord, married couples uh, uh, have single folk problems and and as your word says you have to remind them Lord to come together in that area of their sexuality or else uh, one will be tempted Father or uh, they both will be tempted Father and we come praying Lord for holy and sanctified marriages uh, up in this place Father in Jesus name not just uh, oh, being together but really being together Father in Jesus name Father in Jesus' name, we know, Lord, in our culture, in our society, sexual immorality is run rapid, Father. It's run rapid, Father. It has is, it is destroyed our families. Father, we turn to you. We look to you and we can't make decisions for nobody else, but we can make decisions for ourselves. And right now, within our own hearts and our minds and our souls, Father, we ask, Lord, that you give us the ability to do and to be all that you tell us to do and to be. To live holy, Father, in marriage and to live holy outside of marriage. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word, Father. 
and ask, Lord, that you enable us to be doers of the word and not just hearers, Father. Paul's right now. Hello again. This is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program. And before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only Son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living King, you have to find God's family, and that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem again. We're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. But if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Wheaton, the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've called in this program Vision to Reality. And This is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword.bethlehem.com and you can hear it, uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, 
just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. it. He raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. And I believe God can do it for us. And we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to Vision to Reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state-of-the-arts build a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.